before the goodness starts flowing, I want to welcome you to the STR Sisterhood, real life stories from real life women in the short-term rental industry. I'm your host, Stacey St. John, ex-corporate girl who discovered how to replace her six-figure salary through short-term rentals and who now has the pleasure of helping others do the same. On this show, we talk to real women in the short-term rental space about their journeys and how they've managed to turn their STR dreams into reality. If you're an ambitious woman who's looking to build a successful short-term rental business, you are in the right place, sister. Welcome to another episode of the STR Sisterhood. I'm your host, Stacey St. John, and I am so delighted, as always, to be with you today. Now, before I dive into today's episode, I absolutely wanted to share a quote that really resonated with me. And it says, I always believed that one woman's success can only help another woman's success. And those beautiful words were brought to us by Gloria Vanderbilt. So I'm going to encourage you to utilize your success, pay it forward, and help someone else along their journey. Now, today I am joined by Jamie Sane, a short-term rental owner herself who just happened to land a gig at AirDNA after she utilized that platform to help her buy her first short-term rental. She walks us through the nitty-gritty details on what's included in AirDNA's data, how she utilized the platform before she made her purchase, and how she still uses it today to make strategic decisions in managing her listing. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into my conversation with Jamie. So today we are joined by Jamie Sane, and Jamie is, I was going to say, a really unique guest because she is here representing her company, AirDNA, but she is also a short-term rental owner. So Jamie, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having me, Stacey. Super excited. So first, let's dive into your story. Tell us a little bit about who you are and maybe how you got started in the short-term rental industry. Yeah. So I've owned short-term rentals since 2019. So, you know, caught it right before that pandemic wave kind of was nice, but honestly, um, my place is in the Outer Banks of North Carolina. I grew up going there with my family, um, and I joke that I always wanted a family member to buy a house there, and no one did, so I just did it by myself. So owned that for a couple years, love it, love being in this space, and then happened to land a job at AirDNA a couple years later, where I'm now a product marketing director of marketing the products that I have been using for several years. So it was kind of a perfect little journey. How cool is that? Now you mentioned your property is in the Outer Banks of North Carolina. Do you live there as well or do you live somewhere else? I don't. I actually live in Denver. So we're, we do the drive in three days. It's a, it's a solid 26 hours from where I live straight across the country. Um, so we are, uh, my husband and I own it together and we're remote managers, which is another thing I like to tell people because they always uh, have a dream of owning a vacation home, but worry that they can't if it's not nearby. And there's always ways to work around that. 
Amen to that. You know, I think to your point, so many people that I've come across are very similar. You know, there's this fear in the back of their mind that, you know, if I can't run right over, if something happens, I'm not going to be able to provide the best experience for my guest. And I'm of the mindset, number one, if you're treating your business like a business, you shouldn't be running over there anyway. If something happens with your property, you know, you need to have a robust team in place to help support you. Now, that is a completely different podcast episode, so I won't digress any further. Talk to us a little bit about how you used AirDNA on the consumer side before you joined the team. Did you utilize the platform to help you select your market to begin with? I did. So um, the specific tool, if you log in, if anyone's ever been on the app, right under AirDNA, it says Market Minder. No one ever actually calls it that. But I know I knew I wanted to be within this three-town radius. So my family still vacations down there every summer. And I knew I was not going to be able to move them from the houses they rented year after year. So I needed to be nearby, but was a little open to like the towns around it. So what I did is we just used the free version at first to kind of plug in the different towns and see what, like which areas were good, which areas we wanted to focus on. Um, and then I was a big fan of the rentalizer tool, which everyone probably knows is like the Airbnb or like uh, vacation rental calculator. You can plug in an address. So, you know, wherever I was in the world, whether we were out there visiting or if I was back in Colorado, I'd be going through Zillow and plugging in addresses and, and trying to see what it would do. And that's kind of how we just narrowed down our search. We ended up looking specifically at two different towns. I love that. So let's talk about that free version. What types of things were you looking at in the AirDNA app or platform with that free version? Where did you start? Yeah. So um, once you just register for an account, which again, we did right away, you can plug in the town you're looking at. And that main page that you end up on just has all this good information. Um, it has average revenue, average daily rate. There's a map that you can see all the different vacation rentals, specifically the ones that are on Airbnb and Verbo. In the market I own in, there's still a whole bunch of you know, vacation rental management companies that have been around for decades. So if they have their stuff on a private platform, that doesn't always show up, but it, we knew we were going to put it on Airbnb anyway, so we didn't really mind. And we would just use that to kind of look at other houses near the areas we were looking to see, you know, how much they were charging a night, see how much they were making, how often they were booked. And it was just easier because you could see all of that in one view instead of clicking through when I very, very first think, started thinking about this, you know, I had, had spreadsheets upon spreadsheets of this information from just spending hours going through Airbnb. And then I'm like, oh man, I got to do this all again on Verbo. And it just, I'm like, there has to be a better way. You know, I'm in marketing professionally, so I'm always looking for tools and, and ways to get my hands on data. Cause I'm like, it has to be out there. And so we stumbled across AirDNA and that was probably the first thing we looked at. We're like, okay, is the town that my family always rents in is called Nags Head. So we're like, what does that look like? The town right next door is Kidobla Hills. And we're like, okay, if we go here, what's that look like? And just to see if rental demand was kind of the same in the different towns. And I'm curious, did you find that the rental demand was similar or was it different? It was pretty similar. I think back when we were looking to buy 
Nags Head was a little bit more lucrative. It's just, it's the town everyone knows. One of the towns everyone knows by name down there. You know, my family still calls it. It's not going to the beach or the Outer Banks. It's going to Nags Head, um, no matter where you're going down there. Um, so it's just one of the more popular and more known places. But there wasn't so much of a difference we discovered if we headed north a little bit, which is the town we ended up buying in. But we did notice that if we moved south to South Nags Head, the demand there and what you could get for your property, there was quite a bit of a drop off because you go away from the grocery stores. And a lot of people like that, but um, you know, we knew we wanted to be close to stuff too. So that was a good thing to kind of help us, you know, gut check our gut feeling essentially. I'm curious how closely you paid attention to what I'm going to call the grade of the market. So I know, you know, a lot of people may look at that and go, oh my gosh, I cannot purchase here because it's a B minus market. So Myrtle Beach, as an example, where I have so many fabulous investments is a B minus market. And, you know, I always share with people, it's one data point and it is, and a calculated opinion, if you will, of a certain market. But I also encourage people to continue to do their due diligence. Don't just look at that grade and run away from a market. How did you factor that in? Yeah, we kind of used it as that initial go, no go, but we were looking for much lower grades. I'm like, if it's a C or lower, we can't go there. But anything in the B, again, this was a little bit of a specific case that I'm, I'm sure plenty of other people are in in that like I wanted to buy in this area because I liked vacationing there you know if you're looking for a strict investment property yeah you're probably going to want to find somewhere that might have a higher grade but yes we kind of looked at that to make sure there wasn't any red flags and then I dug more into the data it's like okay is the revenue what I would want it to be like can it help us hit that number that we want to hit I, you know, I thought I knew seasonality because I've been vacationing there for so long, but let's verify that again so that I know that it's, you know, that I'm right. And we actually found out that we were a little bit wrong um, in a good way that the shoulder season is growing in the Outer Banks. So that was also just another good thing to know because it's like, okay, more opportunity to get more bookings than we had originally thought. Love that. I want to ask you about the rentalizer tool because I agree. It's one of my favorite tools out there. Like it is fabulous. And I know I've heard some people say, oh my gosh, I am blocked out of the rentalizer. I have used it too much. Is there a cap on the number of times you can utilize that rentalizer tool? If you have a free account, um, you get a hundred searches. So you do get a good number. It's not like you're going to be locked out after 10. And then if you do have a paid subscription, you have unlimited searches for the market that you subscribe to. Gotcha. Now, I'm also curious what goes into the AirDNA data set. So if I plug in an address in that Rentalizer tool and it spits out this amazing number, how is that number generated? Where does it come from? Yeah, so our data set comes from a couple different spots. We scrape from the big OTAs like Verbo and Airbnb. We also have anyone who connects their Airbnb to their AirDNA account. You do that via the iCal. And so we get direct calendar access, which is just a little bit more of an accurate data point. And then we also have a whole bunch of, you know, property management companies, vacation rental management companies, you know, like 
destination tourism organizations, all these other people who are um, putting their data into and their data points into our system. So we have all of these great places that we get our information from. And then our data scientists and our analyst team put together the amazing algorithms and everything. And they're all PhDs. And I'm like, that is way, way too smart for me. But for Rentalizer specifically, it is going to pull the comps closest to you, uh, which we feel is very, very important because, you know, as anyone just living in any sort of neighborhood, you know, across one major street could be two minutes away, but is a completely different world. So we try to get as close as we can to you. And then based on the top kind of things you would look in a house. So like numbers of bedrooms, numbers of bathrooms, things like that. Um, and then the one thing I always like to point out for the numbers that it spits out at you for your potential average daily rate occupancy and revenue is that is based on if this property was available to be rented 365 days a year. Again, so if you're looking for a true investment and it's very rarely going to be a blocked date, I mean, obviously you're going to have to block sometimes for maintenance and everything, but then that's going to be closer. If you're looking for a vacation rental that you and your family or your friends are going to use, I would recommend you think a little bit lower than those numbers because you want to enjoy it. Sure. I think that's great advice. Great advice. Now, I know there's this question that I've heard so many people say, and I'm going to I'm gonna get this answered straight from the <laughs> horse's mouth. Are cleaning fees included in the average daily rate or the rental projections that AirDNA spits out in that rentalizer tool? Any sort of historical data, so everything you're seeing on the pages for like rates, revenue, occupancy, where you look backwards a month, you know, by months, weeks, or uh, days, that is going to include the cleaning fee. Anything that is giving you a future looking, so your that's mostly going to come into play on like the pacing page, is not going to include cleaning fees because we don't know what that is. You know, it's not if you have a $50 cleaning fee. It doesn't apply to every single day on your calendar. It applies to every stay. How about on the rentalizer tool specifically? So the rentalizer, the ADRs you're going to see on, and when you're on that tool, if you scroll to the bottom, you'll see comps, like your top competition, the ADR number and the revenue there will have cleaning fees included. The projected revenue will not have the ADR or the cleaning rate included on the comps. And then what your numbers are seeing, the numbers it's that you see for that property that you're looking up is kind of just based off of those comps. So it will, it will include it to a certain extent, but obviously won't be super accurate because we don't know what your cleaning fees are until you put it on Airbnb. <laughs> right. And so I hear this question a lot too of people looking at multiple tools, right, to try to gain an understanding of what a property might bring in from a revenue perspective. And I won't name any other tools, but sometimes there is a stark difference between AirDNA's numbers versus another tool's numbers. Can you help us understand why that's the case? Yeah, I don't know exactly, you know, how other tools pull their information. I, I like everyone else only know by what I can find on their websites. Um, but I will say ours is based off of eight years of industry data in a classic, you know, startup story. It was literally started in someone's garage in California. So we've been collecting these data points from Airbnb for eight years and, you know, plugging in Verbo, plugging in these other data sources as we could. And we base all of our projections off of historical data. It's how properties have actually performed. I know there's a couple out there 
that will make projections based on what they're seeing for future bookings. And that's just very, that can fluctuate so much, you know, day to day, week to week. So we, we go off of historical stuff. And again, which is a huge data set to kind of reference back to, it makes it easy for us to track trends and track changes and, and keep an eye on what's going on. Love that. And then how much does seasonality play into the revenue projection? So as an example, we both own at the beach. They're highly seasonal markets. If I'm looking at numbers in July, is it basing the closest comps off of the, where the revenue is currently? Or is it an aggregated look over a 12-month time period? What, what does that look like? So you can actually see it both ways. Um, Rentalizer will show you an aggregated, an aggregate of the past 12 months is what we're using to put that annual revenue projection together for you. Um, once you have a paid subscription to a market, it unlocks the revenue page and that will show you, you have a couple charts on there. You can see how they actually go up and down. I mean, maybe not everyone's goes up and down we're at the beach. So it's always yeah. looks like a roller coaster. You can kind of zoom in to see like, okay, what's the revenue going to look like in July versus September versus February? And we just actually redid those charts earlier. Well, not earlier this year because it's 2023 now, <laughs> but last year. So you can look at it on a monthly basis. You can zoom in to weekly, or you can even get as granular as days. You can be like, you know, what does a Saturday in September look like versus a Wednesday in September for rates and things like that. And then the revenue how that all plays together. Love that. Love that. Love that. Okay. I want to go back to something that you mentioned a few moments ago about folks who actually connect their Airbnb listings to AirDNA. I think that this is something that a lot of people don't know about. Mm -hmm. So help us understand why someone would do that to begin with. This is my absolute favorite thing. And I, I, I keep talking to my product team. I'm like, we have to make this, like we should make this easier to find. So once you connect your Airbnb listing, it unlocks this area. Well, it's not locked, but like it gives you access to all of this information. We pull in what you're actually doing. Cause I know it's like annoyingly hard to find out what your revenue is looking like in Airbnb. I don't know if anyone else has that or if it's just me that can never remember where it's at, but it shows you like how you're tracking, what your occupancy is tracking like, which Airbnb is just horrible. It doesn't show you occupancy. You have to go through your calendar and see what days are, are booked versus not. And then you can go in and you can build your custom competitor list. You can set your filters, you know, number of bedrooms, number of guests to accommodate. And then my favorite part is you can say, I want to compare to properties that have these amenities. And I want to exclude properties that have these set of amenities. So like I don't have a pool. I don't want to compare myself to someone I have a pool. I'm personally not pet friendly um, at my property. So I want to take those people off and it pulls up your top competitors from Airbnb and Vervo. And it shows you their average daily rate, how much they made in the past 12 months and their occupancy rate. It's all right there. It pulls up automatically hundred comps and you can uncheck the ones that you know, you don't really want to compare to because you just know your market better. My house is a couple blocks off the beach. I don't want to compare to someone who is oceanfront because it's two very different groups of guests there that we're appealing to. But you get all of this information and insight into what they're actually doing. And then as your listing, you can also get custom, we call them smart rates, but it's kind of like a dynamic pricing price recommendation tool. So based on your home, your pricing strategy, you can kind of go in and set that. 
And then things like seasonality, day of the week, booking lead time, it gives you an idea of what to price your home at. And I use that all the time. Even before I started working here, um, we would go in and check smart rates. I personally, <laughs> you know, I don't like uh, connecting a dynamic pricing tool to my listing because I just like to have a little bit more control. You know, it always, it works really well for people. I don't know. I'm just a weird, weird person like that. But we manually addressed our prices and we often will get immediate bookings from doing that. Pacing is my, my like favorite chart in the app. And it shows you how many homes are available versus how many are booked in your market and the um, median price of the ones that are already booked versus the median price of the ones that are still available. So you can see if you want to adjust your prices or anything like that. And when you connect your listing, you can um, filter that to just see your comps. So like, I think I have mine set to like 20 competitors. And so I can be like, okay, that's great that that's what the market's doing. And that is super valuable information, but I want to see with that turquoise house down the street and, you know, right. and that pink house two blocks down what I'm doing compared to them. Yeah. That's awesome. And I'm curious again, for anyone who isn't familiar and hasn't connected their listings, is that part of a free service or is that part of a paid service? So you can connect to your listing with a free account and then you actually get 30 days of smart rate recommendations completely for free. And that's not 30 days time limited. That will just always show you 30 days into the future. Really good, especially for people who own in markets like cities where people might book last minute trips. I don't know if your beach is like my beach, but we tend to get booked pretty far out. But I know like, you know, if you have a ski place and someone might want to take a last minute ski trip or, you know, pop over to a city really last minute, that can help you set your rates. And you can also see your comps all for free. You just yeah. got to connect your listing. Okay. But the pacing, the pacing part is a paid subscription piece. The paid, okay. So the pacing is a paid subscription piece. Mm -hmm. Let's say as an example, I have a subscription to my zip code mm -hmm. and I connect my Airbnb listing. Do I automatically get that pacing yep. as part of my subscription or is that an incremental subscription? Nope. Once you subscribe to a market, you unlock all of those pages. If you go in, they're all listed on the left-hand side. So yeah, as soon as you subscribe, you get access to everything. Love that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now I'm also curious about how you set your comps because I also think it's really important. That's just my opinion. You tell me what you think. Yeah. I think it's really important to set comps, obviously in a close location to you, but also with similar types of aesthetic and amenities. I find so many people that say, oh gosh, that one property down the street, they're making bank and I'm not, you know, I feel like I should be making more, but come to find out that property down the street has been newly renovated and professionally designed. And it's not a really apples to apples comparison. So talk to me about how you select your comps. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. With like, like I mentioned, the filters, I kind of take a first pass at that. It doesn't have everyone because everyone who's gone in and set amenities on Airbnb. There's like, I think I counted recently. There's seventy five plus of them, <laughs> but these are we have like the top ones. So I use that to start with, and then I spend some time going through and click. Like you can click on 
the listing in Airbnb and it will take you to the air, I'm sorry, in AirDNA and it'll take you to the Airbnb or Verbo listing. So you can be like, oh, why are they making so much money? There's a house down the street from me and I cannot figure out like, why they're making more revenue than me and it's bothering me, but I've gone through their listing. You know, I've read their reviews. I've looked at their photos. So I still don't know, <laughs> but I will do that. I kind of look through a few every once in a while, you know, spent a lot of time when I was first setting it up, but if it's one I didn't, I don't recognize, I'll click into it to see their listing and I'll be like, oh yeah, especially in the Outer Banks, like a lot of these homes haven't been renovated since like the seventies and mine has, so I'll take them out of my comp list. Or maybe it turns out that they have like a home movie theater. I'm like, okay, I, I don't, also don't have that unfortunately. So taking them out. Another big one that I do is in my area, there's a major we call it the highway. It's a six lane road. And it's, you know, it's, you could walk from one side of the island to the other in some places in like 10, 15 minutes. But if it's on the east side of that road, I don't consider it competition because just historically, people who rent in the Outer Banks, you rent between the highways or you rent sound side. And that sound side, so I'm like, it's just a different clientele. Um, I always tell people, I'm like, you will always, always know your market better than any solution can. Um, a very wise person I once talked to said technology is not a silver bullet, but it can help you a lot if you use it correctly. So yeah, I spend time, I look, I'm like, okay, what amenities do they have on a deeper level? What does their place look like? What's their minimum days booking? Like I ended up selling it before we ever listed it. We, it turned into a kind of inadvertent flip, but we owned a ski condo for a little while and I was paying a lot of attention to that. I'm like, can we pick up a couple more bookings if we don't have a three-day, you know, booking requirement. And so just those little things. Yeah. Awesome. 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 I'm curious about your, I know you mentioned the pacing as one of your favorites. If you could pick one thing about the AirDNA platform that you feel like has been most impactful or most instrumental for you, what would it be? Yeah, I I know I sound like a broken record, but literally this, the pacing chart is my favorite. It took, it did take me a little while to like get used to it. And there is a little help video that I, I watched a lot when I was first using the app, but I'll just tell a little story. Cause I think it helps people understand in my beach town, uh, June through the end of August is our peak season. And for whatever reason, last year we had bookings in the first half of August and then nothing. It was the weirdest thing. It has never been an issue. I've never heard of it being an issue. And I'm sitting, I'm like, is it our prices? I'm like trying to look at other people's listings. I'm like, what's going on? You know, looking at people's calendars to see like if they're booked, I'm like, wait, there has, there's a better way. So I went to the pacing chart and you saw, it was like, oh, homes are booked. You know, the more homes booked to the higher the bar. And it just tanked. Like they just like the bar height cut in half in the end of August for the whole market. And I'm like, oh, okay, it's not just me. It is some, this weird little fluke that's happening in the vacation rental market in the Outer Banks that year. But that told me, cause I, my husband and I were sitting there, we're talking like, do we need to cut our prices? Should we make it so you don't have to rent for seven days? Like what's going on here? And it gave me the confidence to be like, cause I mean, this is like June, we booked really far ahead. It gave me the confidence to be like, no, let's sit and wait. If everyone was booked and we were sitting empty, that would indicate to me 
you know, something weird is happening with our listing. Maybe we're not showing up in Airbnb for some reason, you know, that happens to people sometimes. Maybe I need to go change things in our listing. Maybe we need to adjust our prices, but it wasn't. It was just a market-wide. So I'm like, we'll let it sit. We looked at smart rates. We adjusted our prices a tiny bit, but it wasn't, I'm like ready to cut it hundreds of dollars a night. And we did end up getting bookings. So that was, because that is future looking data. It shows you what is, I call it the crystal ball. It's showing you what is actually happening for the next six months coming in your market. And we were talking about like Christmas. We're like, should we book for, be booked for Christmas? It's pretty cold <laughs> on the coast of North Carolina at Christmas. So I went into pacing and I'm like, oh no, like we're not missing out. There's just, it's not a hot time for us right. or for our area. So literally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Cold and cold. Cold and cold. Awesome. That is so helpful. And, you know, I think to your point that you mentioned earlier, data is a tool in our toolbox. It's a resource for us to make strategic decisions about our business. And yet at the same time, we all have the responsibility, I believe, as managers and hosts to know our market, right? through and through. And so being able to have, again, the ability to leverage data and tools, but also using your head and how you interpret that data and what you do with it is also critically important. Love that. Okay. I want to move to the lightning round. Okay. And I'm going to ask you to answer these questions with the very first thing that comes to your mind. First oh gosh, okay. question. <laughs> I know. First question I have a feeling I'm going to know the answer, but maybe not. What is your favorite place to vacation? It's actually Costa Rica. Oh. Yeah. I thought you were going to say Outer Banks. It, I would have. <laughs> um, I started going to Costa Rica uh, a couple of years ago, and it's just, it's so unbelievably beautiful down there. I've heard it's gorgeous. All right. What is one place you've never been that you would like to visit? Oh, I'm dying to go to Iceland. Nice. Nice. Okay. What is one thing you know now that you wished you knew when you were starting out in the world of short-term rentals? Pay very close attention to how the listing platforms work. There's so many little levers and buttons. And I've heard horror stories of people who turned on instant booking when they were starting and they didn't mean to or didn't really understand how it worked. Our horror story is not as bad. We just, I ended up, someone booked Memorial Day weekend for a crazy low price because we didn't have our base price set to where it probably should have been. And I wasn't paying attention to remember that our calendar opened 12 months in advance. So just pay attention to the little details when you're setting up your listing. Love that. Okay. What is the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Even if you're scared, do it anyway. I mean, within reason. I want to call me out. Don't go get, don't go get yourself hurt or anything. I don't know. I think I'm going to still withhold on skydiving. You know, I think I would be way too scared for that. But most things in business, yeah. I'll say, yeah. I love that. Who gave you that advice, by the way? Do you I've remember? It, I, I don't. I've, I've heard it a lot recently. And I don't know, maybe it's just something because it's something that I need to hear at this point in my life yeah, and, yeah. you know, take those little hints from the universe. There you go. All right. Last question. What's one thing and or person that you're grateful for today? I am grateful. Uh, this is going to be cheesy, but I'm grateful for my parents and my mom's uh, side of the extended family. Cause 
sometime in the early 1990s, they started going to the Outer Banks for vacation. And it's introduced me to one of my absolute favorite places in the world. And if you're looking for a relaxing, family-friendly, no hustle bustle beach getaway, I cannot recommend it more. Love that. Love that. Jamie, thank you so much for being with us, for walking us through your story, but also sharing with us the ins and outs of AirDNA. It's so fun. If anyone wanted to follow up, what is the best way for them to reach you or the AirDNA team online? Yeah. um, If you have just a general question, if you're using the app and need uh, quick help, go to hello or email hello at airdna.co. That's .co. And if you have any questions or want to chat or have thoughts or ideas and want to know how to use the app, whether you're an investor or a host, feel free to reach out to me. That's jamie.sane, S-A-I-N-E at airdna.co. I love it. Jamie, thank you so much again. Good to see you. Thank you, Stacy. Have a good one. Now, before I end today's episode, I just want to give a shout out to a couple of the ladies inside the Female Short-Term Rental Investors Facebook group. Just yesterday, Abby Netterville posted, I have found a very cool little house I'd love to buy and renovate to turn into an STR. It's in a small town that has no short-term rentals for comparison and only one little hotel or motel. There are several tourist attractions and lots of history in the area surrounding the house, and there are several small restaurants in walking distance of the house, plus a Walmart and fast food places less than five minutes away. Does anyone have experience with STRs in small towns? Any advice on what to research when deciding whether to buy or not? And again, there are 43 comments on this post, but something that resonated with me, Cindy Canfield said, my biggest issue being in a very small town is the lack of professional cleaners and maintenance. Lots of individuals, but they can be very difficult to schedule as short-term rentals, especially cleaners, and understanding short-term rental cleaning is always a deep clean. So again, if you are looking in a small market, be sure to pay attention to the local community and find fabulous cleaners that can serve you, uh, fabulous maintenance folks that can serve you. That is sometimes easier said than done, my friends. So again, I just think that's great advice by Cindy. Thank you so much for helping Abby out. And with that, I am going to leave you. I hope you have an amazing week and I can't wait to see you back here next week. Okay, sister, are you ready to start making your short-term rental dreams a reality, but feeling lost, stuck, or just overwhelmed? Here's what I know for sure. You deserve everything you're dreaming of and you deserve to get it with ease, support, and joy. So here's what I'd like you to do. Go to stacystjohn.com slash strwebinar and watch my free masterclass where you will get the scoop on how to leave your W-2 and start building your dream life with five simple steps. If you're ready to have more time to spend with friends and family doing the things you love, adding a ton of zeros to your bank balance and start living your short-term rental dream, you need to watch this masterclass. 
head over to stacystjohn.com slash strwebinar right now to start watching. That's stacystjohn.com slash strwebinar, and I will see you there.